welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 39th episode in a weekly series called Tribute. Last week's episode was a discussion with Dave from GeekBits about Rage, the Ghostbusters re-release, Xenonauts, and Battlefield 3. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today is Friday, October 14th, and today I speak with Samus from the DDO Cocktail Hour about DDO, World of Warcraft, Deus Ex, Dragon Age 2, and more. Before we review, we can do news of the week, but hi Samus, how are you? Hi. <laughs> I, you know, we, we kind of teased that if I had any anything to add on news facts uh, to jump in, and then you rattled off a bunch of stuff that I have no idea about. <laughs> well, okay, the DDO part, World of Warcraft, Deus Ex, Dragon Age 2, maybe not. Are those games? Yes. Yes, they oh. are. <laughs> I think we're all going to be learning something today then. Okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> all right, news of the week. Let's start with uh, what I think might need its own category from now on. So help me out with this. Let's call it Systems Compromise This Week. Uh, first is Sony, which has been the victim of another attack on the PlayStation Network. Surprise! And Sony Online Services. Uh, people attempted to use stolen logins to gain access to your account, most of which, and hear me say most of which, the company claims have failed. Apparently hackers tried to access accounts using information taken from other sources, and I quote, these attempts appeared to include a large amount of data obtained from one or more compromised lists from other companies, sites, or other sources, says Philip Redinger, the SVP and Chief Information Security Officer, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, of the Sony Group, and that's what he wrote on the official blog. So, all this might make you want to switch from a Sony product like the PS3 and try something like, uh, say, the Xbox, but no, because odd things are happening to Xbox Live users right now. And their news is Ars Technica has received a number of reports from Xbox Live customers complaining about hacked accounts, unauthorized purchases, and slow response from Microsoft itself. And what's really odd about this is that the hackers uh, are downloading FIFA 11 or 12 on your account and playing without authorization and running up other charges on your bill. Apparently FIFA is a soccer game, for those who don't know, which I did not. So I guess we have rabid soccer fans stealing massive counts and charging in-game things for their FIFA game. So how odd is that? Soccer hooligans? Yes. Web Vicious. soccer hooligans. <laughs> yes. They must play FIFA and don't have the money, so they're going to hack into your account so they can download it and buy in-game things on your account. Crazy. Yeah. So if, if you have a FIFA charge and you don't own the game, you've probably been hacked. Well, I do own an Xbox, and I do have Xbox Live, so I should, you should blow the dust off of it and and try it out. You'll find you've got like all sorts of pink soccer balls and special gear. I don't know what you what you download for FIFA, like what you would even buy. You know what? Pink soccer balls sound kind of hot. <laughs> do they? Okay. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's not that big of a deal after all. And maybe not. You're just gonna gift that to the hacker. So yeah. They want it that badly. Go for yeah, it. Maybe sounds good. 
<laughs> feel free to feel free to help. Maybe that's the reason my internet's been so screwy lately. Maybe they're using my Xbox right now. Maybe they are. There's like a, a serious challenge of versus going on in your uh, soccer world, and you don't Maybe. even know. Does it have to be plugged in? <laughs> I don't know. I, can your account be accessed if you're not plugged in? I mean, from other sources, like can you check it on your computer or something, or only I, on Xbox? I mean, like the power cord plugged in. I'm not sure if it's got power. My 360 is quite unloved in my household at the moment. Oh, see, I don't have one. I just have the standard Xbox, and the only thing it's good for is when we play, um, we want to watch a movie. Like, if I want a DVD or something, like, that's when it gets used. Otherwise, no. The most expensive DVD player ever. That's right. <laughs> Although I, I, I fib because occasionally we get out, um, Link and play some of the various Legend of Zelda games on it. So it does get a little bit used at times, but not much. Well, any love is some love. <laughs> That's right. It's going to have to be satisfied with its subpar love. And speaking of love, now might be a really good time to hear from our friend Alan for Tech Talk, finally, after two weeks. So let's hear what Alan has to say with Tech Talk. Welcome to Tech Talk. This is Alan, your host. Kudos to Genesee Gray for allowing me to be here on the great area this week. This week I'll be talking about the U.S. Air Force's latest security problem and players raging about ID's new release, Rage. Tech Talk and News of the Week The United States Air Force seems to be having a slight security problem with its unmanned drone aircraft. A piece of malware has found its way inside the Department of Defense's classified and unclassified systems and networks controlling the drones inside Creech Air Force Base, Nevada. Now, you're probably wondering how it got there, and what is it doing inside the Air Force's classified networks? Well, truth be told, the Air Force is admitting currently that it does not know the answer to both of these questions. The first fact that has come out is that it seems to have a key logging functionality, and second is that it seems to be reinstalling itself repeatedly even after removal by Air Force technicians. The good news is that so far, it doesn't appear that potentially classified information has been leaked out. The scary part, however, is statements like this. We keep wiping it off, and it keeps coming back. And we think it's benign, but we just don't know. Now on to id's new title, Rage. This was slightly covered last week, and I'm not going to dig into the game itself. Just the tech aspect, a.k.a. id Tech 5. There has been some talk of the consolization of Rage and why the PC version is having issues with performance. John Carmack has weighed in on this in an interview recently and stated that the game is built for consoles and ported to the PC, and this probably wasn't the best way to do it from an engineering perspective. Granted, he did state that at the time they began designing Rage that the PC and the consoles were neck and neck in terms of power, but this gap has significantly widened since then. His other statement on performance in the same interview, arm's length API issues, is an interesting one. Now, the only API I can think of that he's talking about is OpenGL, seeing that it is the graphics API it has used for its recent games. For those listeners that don't know what OpenGL is, think of DirectX or Direct3D to be precise. My guess is that he's either talking about issues with OpenGL itself, or its implementation by ATI and NVIDIA, since they both have to provide a compatible OpenGL implementation with their device drivers. And here is also what happened in tech. On the Building Windows 8 blog, Microsoft revealed more improvements to its upcoming operating system. The changes include memory usage reductions via service start on demand and removal when not called upon, memory page priorities, 
and memory combining. The other big change is task managers redesign a new look. Hard drives keep getting bigger and bigger. The Institute of Materials Research and Engineering in Singapore have discovered a method to use sodium chloride, aka table salt, to increase the capacity of hard drives with the test disks having reached a capacity of 3.3 terabits per square inch. It looks like my time is up for Tech Talk this week. Back to you, Genesee. Thank you very much. And now let's continue uh, listing the games that we're going to talk about for News of the Week. And here we go. Ben 10 Galactic is another game that, it's a racing game, comes out for the Wii, Xbox, and PS3 on the 18th. And a lot of people are excited about Batman Arkham City, uh, which comes out for the Xbox 360 and the PS3 also on the 18th. And we talked a little bit last episode about a game called Battlefield 3 uh, for the PC, Xbox, and PS3, which is coming out on the 25th. And we heard that was pretty good, if you like that sort of thing. So uh, coming out very soon. Also, New York Comic Con is this weekend. So if you're listening to this, it's over. Sorry. <laughs> I'm reporting it anyway, but it's there's, over. There's an event that I wish I was at right now. Really? That would be good times. Yeah, I love comics. And my dogs are going to bark. You guys are awesome. <laughs> They agree. They're, they agree that they love comics. They're upset that they're not uh, dressed up as cosplay cats right now. That's <laughs> that's the problem. You know, I saw a dog the other day. Uh, somebody had linked on Facebook that they had built this custom latex. I mean, picture this dog. It's kind of like an Italian greyhound or a really thin dog of some sort. And they had taken latex and custom molded this adat, like from Star Wars, an adat walker you know the, the back of the dog was the walker and this little skinny legs with adat legs and it's its face just stuck out kind of of the main gun turret of the walk of the adat but it was really really simultaneously like appalling and also like awe-inspiring at the same time uh that was actually a cyborg we're moving along quite quickly uh, uh adats currently have dog brains pretty soon they'll have <laughs> A uh, cow brains and maybe a dolphin brain. So <laughs> a cow is it, an upgrade from a dog. Um, in the sense that they don't bark and piss on things, they try to kill you with their fuzziness. Okay. Cats are evil. <laughs> yes, evil. cats are evil. I thought you said cow, so I was like, hey, well, we have cows around here, but they mostly just stand around. I don't. See you know, what? I bet a cow would probably be an upgrade over a dog too. I I've yet never seen a a cow pee where it sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog I've pees where it, it sleeps? I've seen it pee as it sleeps. Wow. That's uh, like the epitome, uh, the apex of laziness right there. Like, like I don't want to get up. I'm just going to pee. That is an awesome life if your dog pees when it sleeps. I, I have a uh, a black pug, and he's like 7,000 pounds, and he just <laughs> wallows in his own filth all the time. He's a he's, little job of the hut. Like, does he demand you carry him around and place him places? I don't know. How do we feel about racial comments? Because he's black and I don't listen to him. <laughs> don't even go there. Don't even go there. <sighs> okay. More it's news. not racist if it's a dog. It's true. Dogs doesn't yeah. matter. See? I still feed it. It's okay. <laughs> Obviously so, if it's a super fat little pug. <laughs> That's right. What other news did you have? I'll give you a segue. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, in Rift, the Rift Ashes of History world event began October 12th and is continuing now. And it, quote, a brand new Ashes of History world event kicks off, putting players against the elemental forces of earth and fire. The event begins as disease spreading golden mall cultists discover artifacts in the Sea of Talera and begin plotting to use them for their own ends. So water and air, you're out of luck because it's only earth and fire elemental forces that you're fighting. So tough. Anyway, a fun little game for the DS is called Alien Infestation. You know, I do not have a DS. I know several children around here that do, um, but I don't have one myself. It looks really fun, though, in videos I've seen. It's coming out in September, and it's a Metroid-style, 16-bit-looking graphics kind of game. It takes place in the world of James Cameron's Alien, and it kind of throws me back to the old gaming childhood. It looks very... You know, the old 16-bit, you know, Ninja Gaiden, Metroid, Pitfall, all that. Uh, but you might want to be an older child if you play this, as the characters do not regenerate or have life points to save. If they die, it's over. Uh, so there you go. If you play the DS, good game for that. That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> it's really cool, actually. Uh, you should look it up. They have YouTube videos of it being played, and it's got the whole the whole thing. If my kid wasn't grounded, I would probably get him a copy so I could play it. So you could play. Ah, that's that's a good idea. I don't know. It's so small. Like, I'm just spoiled now. You know, the screen is just too little for me. I'm like, okay, well, I've got my iPad, and that's about as small as I'll go. Otherwise, I want to play a game on my Vizio, which is nice, you know, larger screen. Don't they, don't they have, like, the DS, like, for fat blind people? <laughs> or no, 3D? the DS is fat, but it... Isn't that like an XL or something? Oh, maybe. See, I'm like, like old school DS. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm I'm old and therefore not hip on new video games. If it's not like the Viso or it hasn't just come out, I don't really follow it very much. But moving on. Uh, a really neat update from Square Enix that I just saw. Uh, they premiered their new engine they're working on. It's called Luminous. It's a graphic engine which renders environments surprisingly close to photorealism. They have a really nice YouTube video, which I will link on this site. Uh, and it's very impressive. So now that grungy parking lot that you're used to seeing in half the Square Enix games that you play will look just as unsanitary as it does in real life. Also, this one you might be interested in. The pencil and paper RPG called Shadowrun is in the making as an MMORPG called Shadowrun Awakened. It's a volunteer project dedicated to producing an open source and free-to-play MMORPG emulating Shadowrun 4th edition. Do you play that? Have you played it? I don't. I played I played Shadowrun back in 2nd edition land, okay. and it was actually not a horrible game and a game mechanic, so if they didn't ruin it like Dungeons & Dragons did by going to 4th edition, it might be... <laughs> Del, I would just smack you through this mic. Don't even start. Uh oh Girl, you... it's horrible. Why is it horrible? It's like it's like Training Worlds D&D. For those of us like me who are just starting, I need... I don't want to sit there and calculate like the astrophysics pinpoint of singularity. I just want to play the game. See, and I don't have any problem with people using it as training wheels, but when you can define a game as the training wheels version of the game, you need to learn to take those training wheels off eventually. <laughs> we will perhaps move on to other uh, Pathfinder, other games of that sort. So, here's the description that they have on the website for Shadowrun uh, 
Awakened. The year is 2070. In a world dominated by mega corporations where money is the key to power, you must find your place and pick your battles. Where you work for the corporations, brokering underhanded deals and conducting heated negotiations by the light of day, or will you clandestinely further their causes through sabotage, murder, and destruction? Will you align yourself with one corporation, working towards its survival, or with none in particular, taking the best offers and letting them cut each other's throats? So that's kind of the basis of what the game's about. And considering it's a volunteer project, it looks like it's come pretty far. I'm hoping that it actually makes it out the door and becomes an actual fully-fledged game, but we'll have to see. I'll also have that link on the website for those who are interested in that. I'm sure we'll get it in about the same timetable as we got Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> well, you just think, patience is a virtue. That's what they say. Not my forte, but it is a virtue. Well, sure. <laughs> and talking about patience being a virtue, let's hear from our friend who's back with us, Michael Sr., and his consumable segment, The Journeyman Cook. Hello, and welcome to The Journeyman Cook. Today we are going to cover... Sorry to interrupt your gray area segment, but we have some breaking news. DDO Katar is no longer broadcasting. Now to our DDO correspondent, Don's Alcohol Apothecary. Thank you, Wandering Chef. After waking up from a bender, I have read on Twitter and on Samuspot's blog that DDO Katar is now finished. After years of entertainment and even some good information, the show has run its course. We will miss hearing Samus and Lessa and their great chemistry that made us laugh and appreciate the lighter side of DDO. I want to take this time to do my final segment for DDO Cocktail Hour. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the final Adon's Alcohol Apothecary. Today's drink is the DDO Cocktail Hour's final logout. You need one ounce of Jägermeister herbal liqueur, one ounce of Crown Royal Canadian whiskey, one half ounce Goldschlager cinnamon schnapps, and one pint of Guinness. Pour the Jägermeister, Crown Royal, and Goldschlager in a cocktail shaker filled with ice cubes. Pour the Guinness into a pint glass. Give the cocktail shaker a few good shakes and then pour into the Guinness. Give the glass two quick stirs with a spoon and serve. As everyone tries this drink, raise it high and toast DDO Cocktail Hour and all their hard work and laughs for our entertainment. Goodbye Cocktail Hour. You are loved and will be missed. Now back to you wandering chef. Thank you, Adon. Well, I would send you back to the journeyman cook, but he seems to have journeyed somewhere else. So for Adon's Alcohol Apothecary and the journeyman cook, this is the Wandering Chef signing off. Enjoy your podcast. Well, me and Kyle, we looked at each other, and we each said, okay. And we played the first thing that came to our heads, just so happened to be. Alright, now on to DDO. Things you know about that I don't. Excellent. Yes. The DDO fans are really the best community I've interacted with, to be honest. And I, it hurts me to say that, being a Mortal Warcraft fan. But DDO fans are the most friendly. They give the most feedback. They're welcoming. Even to me, who wasn't actually playing DDO at the time. And several of the listeners that uh, are into DDO also do regular segments here for me, like Skaggy the Poet and Michael Sr., which I really appreciate. 
So I want to give back a little to the podcasts and shows that introduced me to them, namely DDO Cast and the DDO Cocktail Hour. It was really fun having you and your co-host Lessa on. So basically, this is my tribute show to the DDO Cocktail Hour. This is not the DDO Cocktail Hour. No, this is just a tribute. So I understand you've had a little sad news this week, and I couldn't stand not seeing you get on a podcast again. So whatever basically you want to cover here in DDO land, we can cover. And uh, before, after that, I'll go all ebony and ivory on you and cover World of Warcraft, just to be contrary. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, what do you want to know about, really? Do we want to talk about what's going on with the show, or you just want to know a little bit about the update 11.1? Or Well, let's go over what's going on with the cocktail hour, and then we can go into, I guess, the two weeks or maybe more that you've probably got stored up info that you haven't really shared. So Basically, what happened was Lessa had a minor emergency. Oh. I shouldn't say minor, it was a major emergency. And essentially while she was handling things, um, she broke that that MMO addiction. Um, and I kind of covered this all in my blog where they, they say it only takes 30 days to start a habit or break a habit. And she basically didn't have the opportunity to play or even think about a video game for a little over a month. And by the time she was ready to come back, she had basically said, okay, life is still really hectic right now. Let's put this on a shelf. And we talked about it for a while, and I've got some stuff going on. I'm hopefully going to uh, get another job where uh, podcasting may or may not be part of that. So I could also possibly be leaving podcasting for personal reasons. And we both kind of agreed that we would try to get together and put out a final show. So I'm still hoping that that's going to happen, but it may not. So if you're listening to this, don't unfollow us yet, but you may or may not get anything out of it. Um, I'm still putting together the Circle Jerks. I hope that's appropriate to say on (laughs) on this show. But um, I've got a couple of those lined up. We're going to talk about Mary Rockwell's uh, DDO book, The Shard Axe, uh, on the next taping. And as well as, I believe, survivalism was the other topic that they wanted to go over. So that'll be out, and I think we're going to tape next weekend. So hopefully the week after that, at the latest, we'll have that out. And those are almost completely unedited, raw audio for, for your listening pleasure, as long as I can get it to go. Um, so tell so the listeners about that who have not listened to the Circle Jerks yet. Describe that for us. Um, basically, the Circle Jerks right now are... We pick, usually it's like a book review kind of show where we pick a couple of books and then we get different personalities, I guess, to kind of review those books and we talk about them kind of like a really nerdy book club. Okay. Uh, So that, it's kind of the deal. It is a pay forecast. So I've got a PayPal account set up. You send me any amount of money from one penny to a thousand dollars and I'll send you a copy of The Circle Jerk. That is really cool. So is it all fantasy-based genre books, or what kind of books are you reviewing? Um, well, the last two we did were Ender's Game and oh. the, uh, the Healer by F. Paul Wilson. I can't remember Ender Game's author. I could, I could tell you off the top, not off the top of my head now. But uh, we had Jerry Schnook and Tepotastic, uh, for Twitter, as well as Lessa and I, and we probably talked for two hours, I think, maybe longer, and they were really, really good. If if you're interested, if you're listening to this and you'd like to hear that, um, just send me an email and we'll work something out. 
but uh, hopefully we're we're going to start making this slightly more regular of a thing because I really like the idea behind them. So okay, so you will be around in some form in podcasting, hopefully, and least Lessa Wool as well. She's going to be on the show. Um, I don't know uh, for sure who's going to be on the shows right now. This current Circle Jerk is lined up for the same two guys that spotlight on your show. Uh, Skaggy the Poet and Michael Sr. are both going to be on this upcoming oh. Circle Jerk. And I think I've officially gotten word that we're going to be giving away a copy of Marcy's book on this episode. So if you haven't bought one yet, you might be able to win one off of the Circle Jerk. I don't have all the details yet, but I think that's going to happen. Okay. Well, very good. At least uh, you'll be around in some form periodically here. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm as close as I can get to an internet celebrity in my own mind. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's go to your news of the week. If you want to talk about uh, DDO news or if you want to talk about personal news, it's up to you. Well, in DDO, we are forums down. I thought maybe you were going to slide that into the shit that's broken. I mean... <laughs> Uh, yes. That oh. <laughs> let, me, let me look at the official title quickly. Um, systems compromised this week. There you go. Right. Isn't that there? what I said? That's I, exactly I, what you said. I thought so. But uh, yeah, I thought maybe that would go in there. The forms have basically been down four or five days, I think. Which, if you're a DDO player, that's the hub of our community, really, is those forms. So a lot of people are going a little bit of stir crazy. <laughs> that's um, a long time. What's going on with that? Oh, they haven't said anything to us, and sometimes that's a blessing, and sometimes it's a curse. Okay. So who who knows? They have been really active on Twitter the last couple of days, uh, to the fact where they played a a puzzle game today, and I think they're giving away one of the in store items if you know the puzzle. It's like a coupon for a free item. So if you're not following, what is it, DDO Unlimited, mm -hmm. uh, you might want to follow them and check out their last couple of of posts in fact they just posted something about the form so i'm going to read that as i talk okay. um talera must be freaking out <laughs> she, she's so nice <laughs> i she she can freak out but they usually have things under control here's the deal though whenever something bad happens we're supposed to blame jerry oh so and a few days Poor ago jerry. jerry jerry had his kid i don't know if oh, you know that congratulations, but uh, jerry did not know yeah he jerry he's has spawned he spawned Jeffrey, okay. so it's Jeffrey and Jerry, and that I think that's what happened, is by bringing his kid into the world, it... <laughs> Disrupted the space-time continuum and the forms went down? What are you saying? Right. It turned, it tore a hole into the forms, so oh. I think that's what's going on, but eh, who knows. Um, let's see, the other thing, like I said, we got a, we got a game update, um, a lot of interesting and... And strange things, a lot of fixes, uh, a lot of breaks. Uh, the hirelings are kind of crazy now. Um, although that was supposed to be one of the things they fixed, so we'll see what happens. Okay. And uh, but the game is up. The forums are just down. The game is up. I was logged in up until you called, as a matter of fact. So okay. uh, otherwise, it's going good. Uh, look us up on the Twitter, or I think they have a Facebook account as well. Uh, information's still going out. People are still communicating, but just not through the forums. I see. I see. I've been trying to get in touch with Sapiens because I'd like to have uh, Turbine's version of Lord of the Rings on and, and talk to him, but I haven't had any luck getting replies. So we will see. 
I think there's all sorts of craziness going on right now. There's, I think it's really hectic over there. They're working on, of course, the next update. Oh, absolutely. Rise the, of Isengard must be nuts right now. Well, that and, of course, DDO's having their update 12. I think they're going to try to cram out at least one more this year. Uh, maybe two. I'm not 100% sure. But they're, they're busy guys over there trying to keep us entertained. So There you go. My news this week, um, I've finished, pl- finished playing Deus Ex Human Revolution, which I've been talking about, I guess, in the last couple podcasts or so, which was really, really excellent. Now, I realize that this is an alternate game to DDO. It's a different game. Do you play any other non-DDO games, like just RPGs that are non-MMOs, or only DDO? Is that, like, all we do? Um, I try playing other games on occasion, um... But honestly, DDO kind of fills the majority of my gaming time. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, MMOs, like World of Warcraft that I play, I mean, you could spend the rest of your life every hour trying to, to play them, and it's difficult sometimes to not. <laughs> right. Um, I also like those turn-based games like Civilization and uh, StarCraft too. but okay. honestly, after... I, I'm not Korean, so I'm not as good as I should be. <laughs> So you have no cultural heritage to live up to, right? So I just like, eh, I'll do this instead. Okay. People seem to think I'm good at it, so and occasionally they want my advice, so I got to be ready. That's right. You have to uh, keep up with all the stuff that's going on in there, which that's right. Definitely. I'm well, I'm a team player. <laughs> you did it for the people, the little that's people. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, Deus Ex was excellent. Um, first person shooter game, not my thing, but excellent i got all the way through and i'm looking forward to the dlc which will release on the 18th and it's called the missing link uh i have to say as much as i enjoy the dlc i'd rather that this or as much as i'm going to enjoy the dlc i would rather that it occurred at the end of the game and this is kind of odd for dlc i'm spoiler alert here small spoiler uh there's a point in the game where your character leaves china in a bi-controlled pod for about three days and this dlc occurs during those three days so whatever happens there is not going to affect your actual game of Deus Ex. It's just kind of like a median time that goes on. And I'd like to kind of know what happens to Jensen after the end of this game. Does he live or not? Because the four endings that you can choose from are kind of unclear about your personal ending on the character. It's kind of more of a global ending. So I'm going to go back now and play the first Deus Ex, uh, which is the Game of the Year edition. And I also have Secret War. And those are the sequels to Human Revolution. They actually came out in opposite order. So I'm hoping maybe if I play them, that'll make a little bit more sense on some of the things that happened at the end of Human Revolution. So we'll see. You know, that I haven't played this game, obviously, but it sounds like a really cool way to put out some DLC. Uh, if they took the time to put holes in the game... Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of having like the flashbacks of what did happen kind of thing. That that sounds really interesting to me, actually. Well, they're saying there's kind of mixed reviews on it in some ways. They're saying that this is great because now you assume that he arrived safely at his destination. And when you wake up in the game, you're just there. But now you have all that three days of hell that's going on that you don't really know about in the original game. They're going to fill it in. You're going to have to kind of survive those three days uh, while you're being attacked and chased and other things. The the complaint that people have is when you wake up in the pod, you don't have any of your... Um, here, let me backstory a little because you've never played this. Deus Ex is like, you're kind of almost a cyborg. You're a person who has all these things called augmentations that make you a little bit more powerful than the regular human standard. And when you wake up in the pod, all your augments are off. So you have to basically respec 
And people are saying, okay, that's fun. I can respec. But then when I go back to my original game, none of the respects that I did in my DLC will actually occur in my original. And that's their complaint because they're saying they don't tie in well enough because obviously, you know, one that comes after the game isn't going to be able to tie into the game that occurred before it, you know? So it sounds like to me, you checked your augments as baggage. That went ahead. You wake up and the airline <laughs> lost your baggage. That and then is a you good took way to a think about it. Then you took a connector flight and they returned your original stuff, but they lost your new stuff. <laughs> there. That's the explanation that everyone's looking for. See? It makes absolute sense. And it happens so often in the airport. If you're a half drunk halfling on another podcast, it's easy. <laughs> the world just makes sense through uh, right. the beer goggles. Oh, not beer. Shh, shh, no, 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 no. That's bad. No sake. Oh, that's right. That is your preferred drink of choice. That's right. Okay. Now would be a good time to take a little break and hear from our friend who needs no introduction, but yet he's going to get one. Skeggy the Poet and his segment, Get the Girl. Hello there, this is Skaggy the Poet with a very special edition of Get the Girl, Kill the Baddies and Save the Entire Planet. This is my tribute to DDO Cocktail Hour. It's simply entitled The Last Cocktail. The party's over. The guests have gone. The jokes have finished and I'm left feeling glum. And as I raise my glass and savour the last drop of the last cocktail, I remember, and the melancholy stops. I remember. Bad jokes, good jokes, dirty jokes with rum and coke. Mad times, glad times, silly times with vodka and lime. Hearty cheers, lusty leers, accompanied with tasty beer. And I say cheers. The hour of the cocktail may be over, but the good times ain't gonna fade. So, big thank you to Samus and Lesser for all the support, encouragement, um, having me on their show and letting me make a complete buffoon of myself and just generally the fantastic entertainment that's been provided. Look forward to doing some work with Samus in the future. Lesser, keep well. Until we meet again, toodle pip. I wish Lessa could have also been here today to feel the love that I think is really apparent, especially uh, from Skaggy and Michael Sr. and some of the other long-time listeners and participants of the DDL Cocktail Hour. So I hope that she's doing well, and I wish she could have been here, but I hope that she appreciates the tribute is also in her honor. And now back to the news of the week. I've also been playing a game called Dragon Age 2, the DLC Mark of the Assassin. Have you ever seen that one as well, Dragon Age 2? Uh, I've actually seen a lot of tweets about it. People are really enjoying that, I think. 
Yes, well, I'm a fan of Felicia Day, and there seems to be a very divided camp on that. I like the Guild very much, and I really like the web series that she's come out with about Dragon Age 2. Uh, the first part released the same day as the DLC for the game, and it's really well done, I think. Um, the action in it and the martial arts and some of the stuff is well done. So I recommend you check that out, the web, web series for Dragon Age 2. But the DLC, Mark of the Assassin, um, also very well done. Uh, I think... There's some things I complain about in it, but I like the character of Talos. I think she's very well animated. She looks a lot like Felicia Day. She's clever. The dialogue is catchy back and forth. Um, some of the things I complain about, I guess, is that there's sections where um, the premise of the DLC is that Talos would like you and your party to go with her to this Duke's castle and recover an artifact that she needs. Uh, I can't tell you much more about that because it'll ruin some of the story, but you can agree to go with her and try to steal back this jewel that she's after. Um, and the Canari are kind of involved in this as well. But there's points during the game where you have to sneak through the castle because Talos is kind of a pacifist in some ways. And the sneaking is kind of annoying because the guards, if they see you, they'll stop and you'll have to go back to like the beginning of the castle and every time you sneak through, sometimes they turn randomly and things like that. So the the actual mechanics of it can be a little bit annoying, but I think the story was really good. So I recommend it. Took about five hours, I guess, to get through. Yeah, games where you do this, the same thing the whole time, and you're getting better at it because they make it more and more complicated. And then they say, okay, well, now you're going to do this instead. There's <laughs> yes. always a really hard shift. And especially if they don't do the new thing really, really well, it's really hard to maintain, uh, what, stay in the world? Maybe that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. So, Well, see, I, I did I it to myself. I did it to myself because you had an option. You could, like, take the violent approach, which I'm totally used to, you know, run right up and hit people. Like, I'm just pretty much that right. way. <laughs> or you like, could take... Like any other female in America, right? <laughs> Yes, we're really known for running right up and hitting people because we're aggressive like that. That's where all the violence is. Right. So you could take that option or you could take the sneaky option and make Talus happy. And I kind of like Talus and I was like, okay, let's make Talus happy and sneak. And I never should have chosen that because that was the more difficult option for someone who's used to running up and hitting you in the head. So that's my own fault. But yes, I thought the the uh, DLC was well done. Um, as usual, the graphics are great and and well worth the play. So there you go. All right, so you talk about something, Samus. I don't care. Uh, something? Well, I didn't get to make my inappropriate comment about Felicia Day. Oh, um, please do. I enjoy looking at Felicia Day. So what That's is it, like, from a man's perspective, help me out here, that is super attractive about Felicia Day? Well, for me, she just, she's got those eyes. I'm very much an eye and a smile. She's kind of got that cricket smile okay. kind of thing rocking on. But uh, mainly she's a geek. And geeks are like to other to other geeks are like I don't know a thousand geek points in the hot scale. <laughs> so you're saying like on the geek scale because she's a geek she moves over to a new scale and because she's like really pretty attractive looking on the geek scale that makes her like a thousand times better than <laughs> right. See, like if she wasn't interested in video games and role playing and stuff like that, she'd probably knock down to. Well, see, I've invented my own system called the finger system, where it's how many fingers I'll, I'll cut off of you to I'm have a good time to with ask, that lady. Tell me this. <laughs> uh, well, Felicia Day would probably be like a seven, which means you would have like what two thumbs and maybe a pinky left when I was done. 
What, wait, uh, explain how this works? You cut fingers off of who? What? The, the other person. Okay. See, it, I don't want to take my own fingers off. I see. See, that's how it works. Um, so, if she wasn't into that kind of stuff, she'd probably fall to like a, like a five. Okay. So. But because it, she's it a helps. geek, and the the geek attractiveness scale is is being a geek is at least two fingers. Okay. I once saw this horrible small person, which could have been a girl. It could have been a small Asian man. I don't know. But they played Magic the Gathering really, really well and drove her geek factor way up to where I could have been in the middle of a wiener fest. I don't know. That chick was so hot. <laughs> Interesting. Was that inappropriate enough for your show? <laughs> Thank you. We interjected all the all the. We've bad got stuff? we've gotten racial profiling, small um, people, little people. What else? What else do we have? Uh, well, I haven't I heard could... you say anything about Avengers. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, before we do that, did you know that Felicia Day is actually a soda? Did you know this? That there's a limited edition soda six pack that is Guild flavored, and her flavor is. Uh, Codex Strawberry Lime. That is her flavor. So if you ever had an urge to drink Felicia Day, that is what her flavor is. Is it the joke that you just soak them in the bath water and then drink the bath water? <laughs> that is the joke. So, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know if strawberry and lemon would be appropriate. Strawberry Lime. What the heck? What the heck? We'll there go for go. it. That is the flavor of Felicia Day. Mm. <laughs> I bet it's a little bit more salty than that. <laughs> You if will done never well. know. You will never know. What do you mean? It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. I could be the last man on earth someday. You don't know. Well, that's right. I hear you're very well prepared. So maybe you'll have like a special Felicia Day like room or something. I should put that on my plan. You should. The Felicia Day Preservation Project. There we go. That sounds like a good idea. FDPP. All right. Mm. Anyway, go on to the Avengers. Well, it's just the Avengers trailer dropped yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. Looks good, and, doesn't and it? Here, yeah, it looks really good. I think they did exceptionally well with the uh, Iron Man taunting the Hulk. There's nothing bad could ever happen with that. Because <laughs> as we know, Iron Man is king, so... Well, some yeah. of the people in there, like, am I this far behind on the superheroes that I don't remember Hawkeye, like, having a movie? Was there a movie with Hawkeye? Hawkeye was in Thor. He beat up Thor for a while. He was. He was. When did it? Where did he beat up Thor on the bridge? Where? Um, when Thor had lost his hammer and he was breaking into the government site to go get it back. Okay. And he was like knocking out all the other guards left oh, and right. Oh, the guy up. Oh, that was Hawkeye. That was Hawkeye. Okay. Well, that makes more sense now. And so, I don't. I don't remember in the Hawk that. Um, Oh shoot! Who's um, the lead singer of Aerosmith's daughter? She was the elf um, in Lord of the Rings. Arwen. Liz Taylor. Yeah, was Liz Taylor in uh, in the Hulk? I don't remember that. Yes, she was in the Hulk. She oh. was the love interest. This was back before her lips got ginormous. Oh well, see, maybe I'm just thinking of it as the other one because is, there's several different versions of like that movie, and I'm thinking of. Right, she was in the good one with uh, Robert Norton. Patrick Norton. Okay. Yeah, she I wasn't. I think I missed bad. it. I'm gonna go back and see that. That's the good Hulk, in That's my opinion. Hulk. Okay. Because it's got uh, the guy from Lie to Me in it, and I love that guy. 
Oh, the English dude? Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, a good series. I can't believe they canceled that. I'm so annoyed, but it's on Netflix now, so it's okay. Okay. Okay, well, yes. Speaking of Netflix, they're getting their crap together. Did you see? I saw that, that they're not today? dividing, right? But what happened today? They're, they're not dividing, but they also signed the deal with WB, mm. right? Uh, so they're getting all of those shows, like The Vampire Diaries, um, uh, Supernatural, which I'm way behind on, um, all those different shows. So they may actually have screwed their head on straight. I don't know. I really enjoy so, my Netflix streaming, so I really hope that they don't do anything stupid. Right. Yeah, they're really bad at things lately. <laughs> and way, WB. Tim, what? Huh? That's Tim Roth. Tim Roth is the name of the guy? Right. That's the name of the English guy. Okay. Except I think he's Irish, actually. I think so, too. I think he plays... Maybe he pretends to be English for that show, or... I yeah, know. I think he's English on Lie to Me, but I think he's actually Irish. I could be wrong. I haven't stalked him thoroughly enough. If <laughs> Lessa was here, she, she would stalk the hell out of him for me. Oh, she would? Yeah, no, he's 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 English. My bad. I'm sorry. No one stabbed me in my sleep. Oh, well, see, that kind of notches his, as you'd say, finger scale down by one or two. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's okay. He's not a pretty man either, so. But he's got that look. He is charismatic. He doesn't need yeah. to be pretty. That's it. He's got that charismatic and that look. So yeah, and plus in that in that show, he's like a master of awesomeness. So it doesn't really matter what he looks yeah. like. It's one of the best three shows on TV, which is all the exact same show. So <laughs> what's the other two? Well, like The Mentalist. Okay. Yes. And uh, oh, I'm not going to think of it now. But there's another show that's just like The Mentalist and and Lie to Me, where it's that. The guy outsmarts everybody else with things that if you're paying attention, you'll follow along. What's the two um, friends where the one guy always pretends to be, like, psychic, but he's not? It's something called, like, psych. Psych, Psych, yeah. And the other guy's, like, his friend, and he's the only sane one. That's kind of an interesting show. I catch it every once in a while. Yeah, I haven't actually got a chance to see that. I, I My time is limited when it comes to comedies, I guess. Okay. I barely get enough time for the Big Bang Theory. Oh, I hear that's very good, too. It's spot on this year. Although, my mother watches it. <laughs> so, with like all my all my geek, or not geek, uh, jock brothers. And I'm like the only geek in the family. So, when I catch up with them on like Christmas and Thanksgiving and holidays, uh they basically like, hey, we caught up with you last week on bank or whatever, and and you and your friends, because she always thinks that those are my friends, and that's how we act and stuff, so. Oh, I see, that you're like, they're watching your life. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is it how you and your friends act? So it cuts me a little bit. No, I'm happily married, working in my garden, being a muscle man. Okay. Yeah, rough. Not spending all my days eating Cheetos and playing DDO. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one Let's does not get that. confused, no. We're all minly men sitting around uh, <laughs> building stuff, not rolling dice, no. Right. It's totally different. <laughs> Good to know. All right, let's talk a little about World of Warcraft news. You can just hold your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 la. Um, no, I'm going to pay attention and be excited and ask questions. Okay, thank you. What's World of Warcraft? <laughs> It's a DDO knockoff. 
Oh, sweet. This uh, is going to be awesome. Yeah. Brewfest, which occurs in October, is now over, and we have about two weeks of nothingness till Halloween and the Headless Horseman makes an appearance. And I already have the Squashling Pet and the Horse Mount and all that stuff from the Headless Horseman, so personally I don't care that much, but it's happening in two weeks. Uh, I'm waiting right now for patch 4.3. Actually, I want 4.4, because in 4.3 there's something called Looking for Raid, which is a new feature. For those of us, I guess, who don't have guilds that raid a lot, you can uh, join a group that's queuing for a raid. But the only raid you can queue for is the endgame raid Firelands. And this is a sort of easier level than the regular 10 or 25 man raid. It has unique loot. Uh, it's a little bit lower level than the regular 10 or 25 man loot. But it's only one raid that you can queue for. So I'm hoping that in the patch after 4.4, we could have maybe all the raids as an option instead of just that one. Because, and let me spell it out slowly for those who don't play World of Warcraft, there's something that's releasing in 4.3 called transmogrification, which if you ever play Lord of the Rings Online, basically means that the gear that you see when you look at a character is not actually the gear they're wearing. I don't know if DDO does that. Do they? Uh, we have <laughs> some armor skin stuff, but it's pretty limited. Okay. Um, well, there you go. This thing's called transmogrification, and so everyone in World of Warcraft right now is frantically like farming for awesome-looking gear, not caring what the stats are. And most of the gear that I want is in a raid called Aldawar, which is, uh, I'd say a, a older raid. Um, maybe, maybe Burning Crusade, maybe Beginning of Cataclysm. I don't remember when that came out, but it's an older raid that nobody wants to run because there's nothing to be gained out of it except for certain achievements, but awesome gear that looks pretty. So I'm hoping for a looking for raid so that I can have some people go with me just to get prettified, shall we say. Can you not solo well in this game? Uh, no, this this is a 10-man raid minimum, so you can't run it. Um, maybe you could do it with, like, six or seven well-equipped, you know, 80s, but you can't run back through with just myself and Tinsian because you can't hmm. get through it. That, even even the old ones. That's a big difference between DDO and WoW. Uh, with enough time and honing of your skills, you can pretty much solo anything. Almost. Okay. Well, you can do, um, there's regular, like, heroics and regular raids, which are five-mans traditionally, and the game has something where you queue for them, and it just grabs off any server, the five people, and throws you into that raid. And you can kind of do those sometimes with one or two people if you're well-geared, but these are, like, the, these were the end game of their time, so they're still, even now, like, you know, maybe six, seven-man, or, or something like that, so they're still definitely d difficult, even now. Hopefully someone will help me out with that in the guild before then, or I'll have to wait till 4.4. So. All right. You can't use your female charms to get people to run a raid with you? <laughs> if I really asked in guild, I could probably put it on the calendar and get other people to do it, but there's certain dungeons that nobody wants to do because even though they're older, they're still very difficult and require a lot of coordination and stuff like that. And this is one of those that... It's never like, oh, let's do it. Like, oh, no, I'll do our... No one wants to do it. Mm. So, I have yet to see a video game where a female on mic couldn't get a bunch of guys to do something. <laughs> well, y you can always get a bunch of guys to, to do something. Depends how you ask and exactly what you're promising. Exactly. So, see, I don't think I want to... I don't want to make inappropriate bad. noises over the mic. Just noises. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I'm quite ready to whore myself out for Aldebar. I mean, I do want the gear, but not that badly. Hmm. And it's all bind on equip, otherwise I'd send somebody else in to get it for me. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> See, if I wanted to be totally, if I wanted to go that route, I would just send someone else to get it. Ah, uh, young love. <laughs> and an MMO. That's right. All right, so any other news that you want to talk about? We're getting close to ending here. Um, I just, I just have another question. Isn't Looking for Group based on the WoW? The comic, Looking for Group, uh, right. Somir, I believe I say it. Um, yes, it is based on World of Warcraft. See, I love Richard. I must, I, I secretly <laughs> yes. love WoW, I guess. You do. You love the warlock and his evilness. I do. I He's like not least evil. I can. He's a good guy. Oh my gosh. I like least I can do and I like looking for a group as well. They're both excellent comics. Um, I like Richard. Did you see the most recent one where he's made himself into the crown of evil? No, I'm actually way behind, but I just <laughs> found a little plushie. I think I'm going to order for Christmas. Yes, the Richard plushie. That's going to be great. Yeah. That's good. It made me think of them because they always go to the different comic cons, which, as we covered in the top of the show, they're. They're right now in New York. Is that right why you want to be there? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. You don't want to, like, bring a Red Bull to Somir? I've I've actually hung out with those guys at uh, Gen Con one year. Really? Yeah. What are they like? Uh, they're actually really good guys. Um, some Several of them shaved their head. Mm. But uh, other than that, it seemed totally normal. So, yeah. I like how, I think his name is Lars, the artist, like, puts himself as a homeless dude and, like... <laughs> Half the half the strips he's in the background of some homeless dude, and he always puts himself in there. It's pretty neat. Yeah, they're really good guys, and it's a great comic. So if you haven't checked it out, obviously do so. Yeah. But Did you see it's coming into a a web series? Not a web series, a TV uh, cartoon animated. I, I know that they were working on a bunch of stuff, so that'll be really good. I wonder how. I'm afraid because I like Rain, and I like Rain, and I don't know if I want to hear his voice. It might ruin it for me. Well, you just got to have faith. Uh, when you take, like, the James Bond of kind of asses, like Rain is, and he's just very unpolitically correct and very, like, womanizing, but he sort of has a good heart about him in some way. Like, I don't know if I want to see him move and, like, talk and stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't know. The I like watching, like, the little clips of Richard singing and... And frolicking. <laughs> so those on the show would be really... That'd be cool. I don't know. Mixed bag. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Uh, well, I definitely hope things work out for the DDO Cocktail Hour. And maybe you guys will be like the uh, Ladies of Leet. Take a break for six months and then come back or something. Um, but it's a great and beloved show. So if, if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. And... Uh, Definitely, DDO people are welcome here as well. If you could just dump a little bit of DDO into one of Les's drinks when she's not looking. <laughs> I can drug her back get into her, addiction. Get her a little bit of a hook. Um, that think- could possibly get it done. <laughs> I think we all do that, though, don't you? I mean, we kind of go in and out of wanting to be playing. And then, you know, things go in waves a little bit on that addiction. And I can't imagine that she won't come back after a while. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, I hope not. I hope she. Uh, I hope she comes back. I hope she's not gone forever. Um, I know a lot of people really miss her. I really miss her, and uh, I think the the podcast that we did brought a lot of smiles to a lot of people. It's still out there. Sixty five episodes of of raunchy goodness, having a few <laughs> drinks, talking about DDO, and trying to make you laugh until you squirt out your nose. So that's right. You can catch up on it. all the previous episodes. And what is the web address? 
Uh, ddococktailhour.com. Easy to remember. It's pretty simple. And then, like I said, again, if you're interested in picking up a copy of Circle Jerk, send me an email or a tweet or whatever. I'm Samus at ddococktailhour.com or Samus Garobo on Twitter. There you go. Someday, if you're looking for people, let me know because I'm such a reader freak and I read all that stuff. So if you're reviewing something and you ever need a reviewer, let me know because I read like a mad fiend. Anytime. You just send us a book that I've actually read or (laughs) can put on my list and we'll do it. Awesome. All right. If you'd like to leave some feedback, keep up with the news, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast, at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, or on iTunes. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, email me your questions, advice, or suggestions to Gray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.